0: A couple of things before I get started. First, this has not been a quiet place for us to park the Hope Mobile, which is kind of funny because it's called Peace River and we are on the riverbank, but we have a couple of large families on both sides of us, and I have just not made myself get up at the crack of dawn to record this, and our neighbors tend to be out by their campfires with music playing later than I want to be up recording. So, chances are pretty good that you might hear some campground noise in the background. It's also the time of day when people start pulling out for hitting the road, so you may hear some rigs going by us. I may even get started and have to quit and come back because someone is coming to climb on our roof and fix our air conditioner today. Sorry for those of you who are like my family in the freezing snow and cold right now. The other thing. What I am going to be sharing in this episode has been put together almost word for word in a PDF ebook for you. And I'm letting you know this up front so that you can just listen, knowing that you can get the notes for it later. And I'll tell you how to do that at the end. I know this isn't a topic that applies to all of us, but I get quite a few requests asking how do I help my other children deal with the loss of their brother or sister And what I'm going to be sharing with you is based on basically three things what I've learned through personal experience with my own four children after the death of their sister, talking to others, especially other bereaved siblings, and what I have studied myself starting about three years into my journey. I really started looking into helping siblings with their loss. I am not a counselor. I don't have all the answers. I think you can agree that this is a huge subject to tackle, and my prayer is that you will find a few things that are helpful with some of the concerns you may be facing with your children. Siblings are often called the forgotten mourners. If they're younger, they may be told something by people around them like, be good for your mom, she's really hurting now. If the child is older, they're probably being asked, How's your mom doing? This must be really hard on her. People seem to be oblivious to the fact that the siblings are in deep grief themselves. I've heard it said quite a few times, When you lose a parent, you lose your past. When you lose a child, you lose your future. And when you lose a sibling, you lose both. Now, when I first heard that, I kind of had a hard time with that because I'm like, I'm a parent. I lost my past and my future. But when I think about it, the reason we grieve so deeply is because we don't have a future with our child anymore. And with a sibling, you're supposed to live your whole life with your siblings, aren't you? You grew up together, and you're supposed to bury your parents together. You're supposed to have children together. You're supposed to live your whole life together. And so for a sibling, it is a lot like they lost their past and their future. Siblings play a big role and they're meant to be the longest relationship in your life. So when a sibling dies, the ones left behind lose one of the only people who share a complete history with them. If they had just one sibling, they lost the only person who shares the same history and have even more layers of grief to work through. Just some of the things these siblings are grieving are the loss of future plans together, The opportunity to grow old with someone who knew them at every stage in life, watching their own children grow up together as cousins, Bearing their parents together. Many lose a best friend, no matter the age. I have to say that my heart goes out to my daughter every time I see something that is for sisters, like a picture frame or, you know, pictures of sister day on Facebook or whatever, a pillow. Just, it's painful to see reminders that my daughter was robbed of that relationship, knowing how often she deeply misses her big sister. Sibling loss changes a person in so many ways. Just like us as parents, they will never be the same. And just like us, they continue to think about their sibling, particularly during anniversary dates, graduations, weddings, birthdays, holidays, or other milestones in their own personal lives. They're painfully aware that their brother or sister is not by their side sharing the special occasion. My daughter says that the toughest day for her is her own birthday because her sister isn't there to celebrate with her. And also, just like us, each child grieves in a different way for different lengths of time. They are each on their own unique journey because they have their own unique relationship with the lost sibling. Bereaved siblings find that they are constantly in the shadow of the sibling who passed and it can put a lot of pressure on them. You, the parents, are grieving. The rest of your family is grieving and siblings can feel pressure, imagined or not, to keep everyone together. My oldest three were adults when their oldest sister died. My eldest son constantly affirmed his love for me and he would do things like bring me flowers to try to help ease my loss. But I also remember him throwing himself across our bed and just sobbing at how much he missed his sister. My daughter totally walked out on the family, replacing us with another family for about four years. My middle son was newly married two months, and so he was really focused on his new wife and starting a family. My youngest son was 16 when he lost his sister. He was six years old when he was his sister's ring bearer. And then 10 years later at 16, he was his sister's pall pallbearer. And that really messed with him. He almost did not graduate high school. It was a real struggle to get him through. And he's still struggling. He's angry that he never got to know his sister as an adult like his three siblings did. Another issue we deal with both as bereaved parents but also as siblings are the innocent questions that can be painful to answer, such as, how many brothers or sisters do you have? If your child is young, you may need to help them figure out how to answer that without insisting that they always include their deceased sibling. They may find it more comfortable to answer it differently at times based on the circumstance, which is okay. And it can change as they grow older, which is okay as well. But don't take the way they need to answer that question as denial or a lack of love or forgetting their sibling. Losing a sibling is different from losing a child. And their identity is going to be shifting with their loss. And they need to figure this out based on their own needs, not our needs. The loss of a sibling leads to changes in the family structure in a major way. For one thing, it usually wreaks havoc with the birth order. Our daughter was the oldest, and it completely changed everything for her siblings in their established sibling roles. It has been very unnerving and sobering for each one as they become older than their older sister, who's forever 29. Now, my daughter was to the point where she wanted to know where Becca's death certificate was because she was counting down to the exact minute when she would be older than her older sister. Some of them are really rattled by this. Your child may have suddenly become the only daughter or the only son, or he or she may have just become an only child, which totally changes the dynamics and has a whole other set of huge issues for them to have to work through in their deep grief. Up to this point, I have mostly been sharing why. The death of our child affects our other children so deeply. So often we're so consumed by our own grief, we can't see why or how those closest to us are deeply affected. So let's start looking at some of the things we can do to help them process their grief, even within our own darkness. As parents, our grief is so consuming, we often cannot see how it is affecting our children who are still alive. I've heard from so many siblings, I lost my mom and my dad when I lost my brother or I lost my sister. I know someone came to me as an adult and said she had lost a brother and her parents were never the same. And it really made her sad because her children never got to have the grandparents that she wanted them to have because they never pulled out of the depression and darkness of their grief. And that's really sad. You know, sometimes as parents, we feel like I lost my child through death. And then the domino effects, I know for us, when my other daughter left our family to join another family, we didn't see or hear from her hardly ever for four years. It was even a Christmas where she didn't call. She didn't come. She lived in the same town. And in February, I ended up unwrapping her presents and returning them to the stores. Her brothers would say they felt like they lost both sisters. And and I felt like, you know, I lost more than just one daughter. Well, siblings can feel that way about their parents. They can feel like not only did I lose my sibling, but I lost my parents because they're not here anymore. They're emotionally gone. And I understand that I've been there. I had my daughter tell me that she thought, I thought the wrong daughter died. That's how she interpreted my darkness and my place of grief, and that was horrifying to me. So we need to realize that each sibling loss is as unique and individual as it is for us as parents losing our child. And that also applies to how the siblings will deal with their grief. Just like there's no wrong way for us to grieve as parents, there's no wrong way for them to grieve, although they may need more help in directing it appropriately or need some counseling. It will be important to be sensitive to where your children are in their grief and what you can do to help. You cannot have the attitude that your grief is more important than your child's. And so what you need comes first. That is very destructive, both short-term and long-term. And yes, there is truth to putting on your own oxygen mask first to be able to assist others. But that's not what I'm talking about. For example, when all the physical reminders of the child who died are put away because the parents is too painful to see any pictures, to see anything of that child. The surviving children who have memories of their deceased sibling may be confused and upset by the disappearance of their brother's or sister's belongings, and they may feel guilty for wanting those things in sight or for remembering their sibling. If you just can't be around these reminders yet, look for ways that your children can keep some of those special things of their siblings where you won't see them. But the opposite might also happen. When a point is made that everything is to be left exactly as it was when your child died, the siblings may be confused about why, especially if they want or need to touch or hold something for comfort, or they could get the message that the dead sibling was more valuable to you than they are. Like I said, happened with my daughter. And also be conscious of how much of a, I'll call it a shrine you make for your deceased child in a prominent place in the home. I know one of our greatest fears is that people will forget our child, and we are determined not to let that happen, and that's okay. We need to make sure people remember our children, but when we have a full display in a place where everyone is forced to see it, some children, including teens and adults, receive the wrong message that the sibling who died is more important than your children who are still alive and part of your life. They can feel pushed out and worthless and even start to think that maybe they should be dead too. When all they see, all they hear is about the sibling who's gone, it really makes them feel worthless I understand when we have children still with us, we have them, right? We have them, but all we have left are pictures and special mementos and memories of our child who died. But sibling rivalry is real and how can siblings compete with someone who's now gone and being idolized? When I realized this, I turned my Becca wall into my children's wall until we moved into the Hope Mobile. She was there along with special things, but so were my other children with special things from them. We are still a family, and as much as it hurts, Becca no longer being with us doesn't make her more important than her sisters and her brothers, and I don't want them to think that. Something that came with us in the Holtmobile was a shadow box I made with the butterfly photo, which was placed on her hospital door when she died. I bought a picture light to go above that, and I would turn it on for holidays and for her birthday and the sunset date, which allowed me to acknowledge her missed absence. If something like that just won't work for you, I suggest placing your special remembrance area where your other children are less apt to see it, such as maybe a trunk inside of a trunk at the foot of your bed that you can open and see the contents or clear out a section of your bedroom closet and make a display so you can easily look at the special pictures and things of your child whenever you need to. Some children have a hard time participating in things that trigger a reminder of who they lost. This can be adult children and young children. I know for my son, he actually owned a, a semi-pro football team, and Becca was the manager. And so when she passed, they were in the season, and he constantly had it in his face that you know his sister, one of his best friends, who was the manager of his team, Was no longer there. And that's why he threw himself across our bed that one night and just sobbed because he missed her so much and he couldn't get away from some of these triggers. For a young child, it may be difficult for them to return to the bedroom they shared with their sibling who's now gone. They may not want to play Little League anymore because their sibling is no longer around to practice in the backyard with them. That's okay. They need grace to work through their grief just like we do. And you know how sometimes we don't feel like being pushed into something. I'm not ready. Sometimes our children aren't ready and we think we just need to push them to get out there and do things and get busy. But we don't like it either. It's a, it's a fine line. You really have to pray to find out what their needs really are. What's the best thing for each child? You are going to need wisdom on whether it's a good idea to force them to do those things. As you already know, there is no one-size-fits-all in this dark and difficult situation. Routines are another thing that can be affected. Some children will need the same routine as much as possible after the death of their siblings. Others just won't be able to keep a routine at all for a while because it reminds them of their loss, especially if it was something they used to do together with their brother or sister. If at all possible, I suggest trying to include the siblings in some of the decision-making in ways that are appropriate to their age. Find out things like, does there need to be a change in the household chores? Do they want to start something new, like learning a new instrument? Do they want a new bedspread? Or maybe they want their siblings bedspread. Do they need to stop dance lessons for a while if they took lessons with their sister? Do they want to find a way to feel close to their sibling? If that's the case, here are just a few suggestions. Have their sibling's sweatshirt or some shirt made into a teddy bear that they sleep with at night. They can carry the brother or sister's picture with them, wear their sibling's clothes or jewelry, listen to music that reminds them of their sibling. Two of my older children got significant personalized tattoos for their sister, and one was my youngest son, and we actually, we are not into tattoos, believe me, but we signed permission papers for our 16-year-old to get a special tattoo that he designed himself for his sister. Sibling grief can be very complicated because they often have very complicated relationships, Sisters and brothers experience a range of sometimes conflicting feelings for each other. They may love and look up to one another. Older siblings may feel responsible for, enjoy, or resent caring for younger ones. They may be jealous and fight, and their relationships can change over time. So when a sibling dies, these past relationships and feelings can affect the surviving child's grief and the entire family's bereavement process. What I hear from parents the most Is the pain of wanting their children to talk with them and have conversations about the one who's no longer with them. And many times the kids, they just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about their sibling to their parents. And the parents are very upset and they don't understand why. I am going to continue this next week in next week's episode. I know it seems kind of abrupt and it's because it is just as I was going along I realized you know what I want to split this into two episodes instead of one big long episode so sorry about that I will share next week I said at the beginning how you could get a copy of what I'm sharing here I will share that at the end of next week's episode so I hope you join me for that Well, as I was talking at the beginning also about being in the Hope Mobile, we do live in a motorhome full-time and travel the nation. And on the outside of the Hope Mobile, we have In Loving Memory Hearts. And there's a sponsorship, and you can have your child traveling with us across the nation in an In Loving Memory Heart. We have seven colors to choose from. We put your child's name in and where they're from. We also give you a, a call, whether it's FaceTime or uh, we find a way to camera you if you want to, and we'll walk you around the Help Mobile and you get to pick the place where you want your son or daughter's heart to be placed. It is a sponsorship of $100. Our house gets six miles to the gallon, and so it does keep us moving down the road in ministry to bereaved parents. And so if you want to check this out, we would love to have your child's memory traveling with us. So just go to gpshope.org slash heart decal, or you can go to the donation tab on the website and click on sponsor a heart decal. I will also have a link for this in the show notes for you to click on. Let's go ahead and do our birthdays for this week. Jeffrey Allison was born on February 14th and is forever 30. Haley Eastridge was born on February 14th and is forever 9. We celebrate with these families the day that these two Valentine's Day babies came into the world if you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday shared with our listeners, just go to gpshope.org birthdays. They will be added to the list and announced the week of his or her birthday. Having watched four of my children go through the loss of their sister and seeing one still struggling, I am here to tell you the two most important things that I believe you can do for them is to love them right where they are in this journey, which is exactly what you need from others, right? And hold them up to God. I know this can be hard to do if you feel like prayer did no good for your child who died, but what else are you going to do? Your children have a much better chance of finding their way to the other side of their tumultuous grief with God than without him. And as you do that, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.